Welcome to Newcastle Libraries Real. Newcastle Libraries can be accessed from wherever you live with the Newcastle Library app. Put borrowing at your fingertips. I invite you to close your eyes and imagine. Imagine that there are no buildings, no roads, no cars, just the trees, plants, animals and the very first storytellers of this land, the Awabakal and Waramai people. I acknowledge them as the traditional custodians of this beautiful land in which we live. Welcome to Newcastle Libraries, your summer stories. Hi, I'm Dan Cox. I'm from ABC Newcastle Breakfast. I love reading and in fact being on early morning starts, it's all I do in the afternoons, seeing I finish around midday. What genres do you love? I'm a big crime fiction writer and I'm loving the Aussie authors that have released books in 2020. So they must have written these books in 2019. So I can't wait to see what comes out of lockdown in 2020 that will be released in 2021. Bring on the new year. Hi, I'm Pat Annettes. I work at Newcastle Libraries. I've been there for about 15 years and I absolutely love reading. It's not a prerequisite for working in a library, but it's certainly a good place to work if you have the passions that I have. I can't choose a genre. I love to read anything. I read a couple of books every week. And like Dan, I'm so excited about our Australian authors that are out and about. And these seven books we have for you today will be right up your alleys. I'm Sky Jones. I also work at Newcastle Libraries and also love to read. <laughs> like Dan, I love crime fiction and it probably is the genre I read the most of. And as we've been discussing, Aussie authors at the moment are the best we've ever had. There is just so much great Australian content to read in any genre you're interested in. I'm finding it really exciting introducing members to new authors and having new authors to discover all the time too. So let's get into it. For the past five years, One City, One Book and The Big Book Club have been successfully presented by the Newcastle Libraries for your summer reading entertainment. But in our brave new world, the library has decided to expand the summer reading program, which is now your summer stories. We're providing a diverse selection of titles and experiences that will provide members with a summer reading program that surprises you and delights you. So your summer stories also encourages you to read out of your comfort zone and expand your horizons. There's an eclectic range of titles and genres to suit lots of tastes and preferences and you can choose your own adventure and there's a special exclusive event if you read all the titles. This list promotes emerging and established Aussie authors and all the books are new releases. Hi everyone, I'm Pat from the library. I just want to let you know why we chose this sizzling seven titles. The selection of our seven titles came about with a simple request to several publishing houses for a sneak peek at any new Australian titles due for publication between September and November 2020. At the time, I was looking for just one title for One City, One Book, but as the book started to arrive, I soon realised that one book was never going to be enough, and so the seed for Your Summer Stories was planted. Staff previews of the titles confirmed that we, what we, that we had to include all of these great books for Your Summer. 
our list is diverse, challenging and fun. We're really excited about the books that we're offering this summer. You can read some of the books or all of them. It's up to you. We just want you to enjoy an escape between the pages. This summer's titles are The Cartographer's Secret by Tia Cooper, All Our Shimmering Skies by Trent Dalton, Sorrow and Bliss by Meg Mason, When She Was Good by Michael Robotham, The Tolstoy Estate by Stephen Conti, Bluebird by Malcolm Knox, Honey Bee by Craig Sylvie. Dan, Pat and I have been lucky enough to have read most or all of these books, so sit back and relax and let us help you choose what your summer stories will be this holiday season. Welcome to Newcastle Library's Your Summer Stories. Seven sizzling reads picked especially for you. Hi, this is Craig Sylvie. Join me and Newcastle Libraries for your summer stories this season. Let's start with Honeybee. Craig Sylvie was only 19 when he finished his first novel, Rhubarb. So his award-winning second novel, Jasper Jones, which most of you will have heard of, is often referred to as the Australian To Kill a Mockingbird. It's become a classroom classic around the country. It's been adapted into both a film and a play. So 11 years later, his long-anticipated new novel, Honeybee, did not disappoint. It's beautifully written. It's a compelling coming-of-age story about a young Australian teenager struggling with gender dysphoria. Sam's the main character. I very quickly fell in love with Sam, and I am pleased this is the first on our list because, as an ABC journalist, I'm not meant to have an opinion or certainly not share them on air, but in this podcast, I'm going to say... This was the best book of 2020 for me. I'm pretty close to agreeing with you. I love the relationship between Sam and Vic. I just love the fact that Vic is portrayed, he's, he's an older person and older people are often portrayed as grumpy and intolerant and Vic was the opposite of that. He was warm and loving and the relationship between him and Sam just made my heart sing. I loved that. I think that's something that Craig Sylvie does particularly well. He writes wonderful relationships. I think he, the dialogue between his characters is always, it endears you to everybody that's involved. I love the snappy wit that Craig Sylvie has. I think it's a great book. It's well worth a read in summer. It's an interesting one because he hasn't a lived experience of transgender, uh, that journey, but he has the tick of approval, if you like, from the community in Western Australia. He did a lot of research for this book. So I asked him about that in the interview and uh, he really has done a beautiful job of the journey, but also making you fall in love with this character. Yes. Welcome to Newcastle Libraries, your summer stories. Read, relax and join the conversation. So we'll move on to... When She Was Good by Michael Robotham. So before becoming a novelist, Michael Robotham was an investigative journalist working across America, Australia and Britain. As a journalist and writer, he's investigated notorious cases such as the serial killer couple Fred and Rosemary West. He's worked with the clinical and forensic psychologists as they help police investigate complex psychologically driven crimes. Michael's 2004 debut, The Suspect, sold more than a million copies around the world. And in 2020, he won the CWA Gold Dagger Award for a second time for the first novel in the Cyrus Haven series, Good Girl, Bad Girl. When She Was Good is the second novel in this series. We come back with Cyrus and Evie, still trying to work out Evie's past and who she's running from. Cyrus is getting closer to uncovering the answers about Evie's history and the more he exposes, the more he exposes, the more Evie is in danger, giving her no choice but to run. Ultimately, both will have to decide if some secrets are better left buried and some monsters should never be named. I'm a big Robotham fan. 
but I'm only new. Only in the last couple of years did I get into his crime writing. And I love crime. And when I realised he was an Aussie UK writer, I was like, I need to know more. He is really clever. And I love the idea of the series that he comes up with. Mm. There is the O'Loughlin stuff, but this new stuff is just incredible. I'm a big fan. It really is. I came across the O'Loughlin series on the very last novel, um, The Other Wife, and it is just such a rip-snorting page-turner. You can't put it down. Every You make those little deals. I'll just read to the end of the chapter, and then I'd think, oh, I just want more. Ready. <laughs> yeah. uh, important yeah. to note, you don't have to read all seven either. I oh, started no. late as well and was totally in Yeah, it. see, I started with The Other Wife and then moved on to the Cyrus Haven series which is fantastic I actually listened to when she was good as an audiobook and it is really well read it's fantastic it's a really evocative reading of the characters It'd be a great one for lying on the beach if you want to stick your headphones in hi this is Tia Cooper join me at Newcastle libraries for your summer stories this season Okay, now for something completely different. Uh, Tia Cooper, The Cartographer's Secret. Tia Cooper is a former farmer, teacher and journalist and now Australian best-selling author of historical and contemporary fiction. She's also a local um, person local to the Hunter Valley. She's written The Horse Thief, The Girl in the Painting, The Naturalist's Daughter and The Woman in the Green Dress. Her latest novel, The Cartographer's Secret, is an historical mystery set in the Hunter Valley. It's about a young woman in a quest to heal a family rift that entangles one of Australia's greatest historical puzzles, and that is the whereabouts of Ludwig Leichhardt. She finds a, a, an intricately, intricately illustrated map that offers clues to the fate of Leichhardt and heads off in search of him. She disappears. 30 years later, her descendant turns up in the Hunter Valley and starts searching for her. It's a wonderful mystery, but it evokes the history of of the Hunter Valley and of Australia at that time, 1880, 1911 are the two time settings. The other thing that Tia Cooper does really well is she has very strong, complex female characters. Evie and Letty, who are our two protagonists um, in dual timelines, are both very similar characters. That's something that I really loved about this. Interesting to interview Mm. Tia too, Mm. because I asked her where the characters came from and the idea of the cartographer and a secret. And she... Tia loves maps. So it all started with that. So it's a fascinating interview about where these ideas came from because I love fiction, but if you can combine historical and fiction, it's a fascinating genre. Yes, yeah, and her research is impeccable. The art, The Girl in the Painting, which was her previous book, which is said about a painting in the uh, Maitland Art Gallery and looks at the Maitland floods. And it's so everything you read about that she's researched and it, it's based on very close to... You might truth. even forget that it's fiction. You may. <laughs> <laughs> Why not dip your toes into your summer stories from Newcastle Libraries? Simply visit the Library Lounge on the Newcastle Libraries app or the website newcastle.nsw.gov.au slash library. Join me and Newcastle Libraries for your summer stories this season. My book, All Our Shimmering Skies, is one of your summer stories at Newcastle Libraries. Get your copy now. Let's talk about Trent Dalton's All Our Shimmering Skies. My other favourite for 2020. So Trent Dalton has won a multitude of awards for both his journalism and fiction. His successful debut novel, Boy Swallows Universe, was published in 2018 and has already been developed into a stage production by Queensland Theatre Company and film adaptation rights have also been secured. I cannot wait to see it in film and in play because it's 
60% autobiographical, says Trent Dalton. But this year saw the release of his latest book, All Our Shimmering Skies, which has provided a much needed escape for readers. And it is an extraordinary book about the grave digger's daughter. It's set in 1942 in Darwin. Molly is this motherless little girl and the relationship she builds along the way, the gifts she receives from the sky without giving too much away, which is why All Our Shimmering Skies is so special. But to interview Trent about this, uh, knowing how successful his first book was, I asked him how nervous he was about the second, telling him also that I actually think I like this one better. He was very excited because this is creativity for him. This is his daughters coming to him and saying, Dad, you wrote about two boys in all our sh in Boy Swallows universe. What are you going to write about for the girls having two of us? So this <laughs> is where all our shimmering skies came from, and it's extraordinary. He's a fantastic writer. He's just wonderful. It's Pat and I were talking earlier about how great Australian literature is at the moment, and Trent Dalton is a real star. He's at the top of, of the tree, isn't he? He yeah. absolutely yeah. is. I must confess I haven't read this yet. This is one of my hol Christmas holiday reads. Are you reads. saving it? I'm saving it for my Christmas holidays because I absolutely adored Boy Swallows Universe. As a lot of people say, and it is true, it takes a while to get into Boy Swallows Universe, and I don't know if all the shimmy sides are the same, but once you do, you're hooked and you can't put it down. And Trent Tom's just gorgeous. Yeah. I've got a little crush on him. <laughs> Back to the books. Back to the books. <laughs> uh, the, the writing in this mm. is a little less unusual mm. than Boy Swallows Universe, mm. so I think it'll be easier for people to get into. Mm. There are points in Boy Swallows Universe, like, what is that for? Why is that under there? Why is that... Red telephone. What is, what is the red telephone and why, why haven't we heard about it again? Or This is um, a little more linear, mm. in, in my opinion, mm. and uh, just a beautiful... Beautiful book, and oh, I wish I hadn't read it yet, so I still had it. Oh, isn't that a wonderful thing when <laughs> you, great when you get feel. to the end of the book and think, oh, I wish I hadn't read that. I got jealous of you when you said I'm reading it over summer. <laughs> Hi, this is Meg Mason. My book, Sorrow and Bliss, is one of your summer stories at Newcastle Library. Get your copy now. Our next book is Sorrow and Bliss by Meg Mason. Meg began her career at the Financial Times and the Times of London. Her works appeared in the Sunday Times, the Sydney Morning Herald, the Sunday Telegraph. She's written humour and been a columnist for numerous magazines and newspapers, including Vogue, Marie Claire and Elle. Her first book, Say It Again in a Nice Voice, a memoir of early motherhood, was published in 2012. Her novel, You Be Mother, followed in 2017. Sorrow and Bliss is her latest novel, released in this bizarre year of 2020. This is a novel about a woman called Martha. She knows there's something wrong with her, but she doesn't know what it is. Her husband, Patrick, thinks she's fine. He says everyone has something. The thing is just to keep going. By the time Martha finds out what's wrong, it doesn't really matter anymore. It's too late to get to the only thing she's ever wanted. Or maybe it'll turn out that you can stop loving someone and start again from nothing, if you can find something else to want. This book is set in London and Oxford. It is sad and funny. That's the, the final lines on the blurb on the black back of the book. It is sad and funny. And I just think that's such a wonderful way to describe this book. For me, this is my book of 2020. I loved this book so much. I read it twice. I just, and I work in a library. I've got lots of books to choose from, but I still went back and I read it twice. I loved the relationship between Martha and Ingrid as sisters. I loved their crazy text messages, uh, mum and dad and their crazy mum weird, and dad. weird relationship yes. and him taking off with the laundry basket full of his gear to live at the <laughs> place down the road, the auntie. 
and how we start to learn more about the auntie and who she is and why she is the way she is. All of the characters in this are so well written. I couldn't believe when I read this book that I hadn't read anything else Mm. that she'd written. I can't wait. I can't believe she's only written three books. Me too. The the style, it's so well done. It's a really interesting book because it's really funny but it's it is it's really, really sad. sad. There's a really sad story underlying all that humour. I've seen it likened yeah, yeah. to a TV show that I watched recently called Fleabag. Oh, mm. And so when I saw it, I was like, oh, better read it. Uh, <laughs> if you're going to liken it to that TV show that was yes, fabulous yes. with that character that was such a fleabag, yeah. yet so lovable, which is what I found so interesting that Meg was able to make us do. Martha is clearly very hard to live mm. with. Uh, she has her own issues. God, I wanted her to to succeed. I wanted her to do well in life. I wanted it to all end well. And I fell in love with her very quickly. And I, when I interviewed Meg, I said, uh, Meg, I really loved her. And she said, oh, you're 50% of the population. Most people hate her. The other half certainly don't like Martha and say, oh, she's awful. She's clearly hard to live with. Which I don't know what it says about me and my personality, but uh, I loved Martha. I really wanted her to succeed. I'm not normally a fan of domestic fiction, but this is different because it's got that humour. It's really punchy as well. There are times when, and I ask Meg about this, the, the paragraph separated by the mm-hmm. asterisks, so clearly separating the scene, is two sentences long. Mm. So if you're going to have punchy plot like that, which doesn't always happen in domestic fiction, not a lot can happen, this <laughs> is a really good example of how domestic fiction can have a bit of pace, a bit of wit, and fabulous characters at the same time. Yeah, she's a, it's that humour in a writing that just every now and then it'll pop out and you'll be laughing out loud at a line. You know, which is very embarrassing on the it's, bus. It is. Yeah, that happens to me. Like, I would chortle, I would yeah. chuckle, and um, people who were near me would, you're all good? And I'm like, yep, this is actually quite... I just do the little nose snort, the little snort. <laughs> Hi, this is Stephen Conti. Join me and Newcastle Libraries for your summer stories this season. My book, The Tolstoy Estate, is one of your summer stories at Newcastle Libraries. Get your copy now. Our next book is another book by an author. It's only his second book, um, The Tolstoy Estate by Stephen Conti. His debut novel, The Zookeeper's Wife, won the inaugural Australian Prime Minister's Literary Award for Fiction. The Tolstoy Estate, which is his new novel, has been described as a powerful, densely rich and deeply affecting novel of love, war and literature. They're big raps for a book that I thought was worth all of those raps. It's set in a German medical unit in the Second World War, so we've got a whole nother perspective on the war itself. This medical unit set up in Tolstoy's estate in the grounds of the estate in the Russian winter of 1941. The novel spans just six weeks during the war, but it has a little twist in the middle where we jump to some letters in the 60s, which kind of tells you the end, but it doesn't spoil the story. So living on the estate is this wonderful, feisty woman called Katerina Trebetskia, I've probably pronounced that incorrectly. She's the caretaker of the estate and she stands up to the Germans who've come there and insists on staying and protecting the integrity of the estate. So, of course, a relationship develops, a beautiful relationship between Paul the surgeon and Katerina. And that's surrounded, though, by the horrors of this war and the cold and these poor young soldiers going out there and dying for nothing and the madness of the their commanding officers and all of this happening around them. And But in amongst all this, Katerina and Paul are, are talking about war and peace and Tolstoy. And so there's a lovely line about this book that it's it's a it's a poignant, bittersweet love story and most movingly a novel 
that explores the notion that literature can still be a potent force for good in our world. Yeah. And it really is. It's I loved Katarina. I love a prickly character. <laughs> I really do. And I loved her. I, yes, I, she was great. All of her behind the scenes plotting against <laughs> these people that were on the estate made it, it really good. And, as we're yeah, talking, and she never bowed down, did she? Not you know? once. She never bowed down to... Yeah, not once, good. but she didn't come across as some kind of stereotype. It no. was, she was really well written and it was quite good. The thing... I felt like I could feel the snow. I felt like yeah, probably a great read for the middle of summer. It yeah. actually probably is for that one as well. Yeah, another no. great example of research too. Yes, so yes. much work to get this right. I reckon. Yes, it would be scary as an author knowing that people could see through it if you hadn't done it. Yes, that's true. absolutely. That's true. And taking yeah. on something like Tolstoy is quite a yeah. challenge. Yeah. I imagine, and really well done. Again, amazing that this is a second book yes. from this yeah. author because yeah. it is. It's, it's written it's, really well. It, it's not at all clunky. It's not at all clunky. It's Yeah, and it's quite a complicated tale, but it's not at all clunky. Yeah, and the resolution is, it's just, it's gorgeous. I held that. That's a book I held for a little while when I finished. Yeah, it's one of those. Yeah, one of those. It yeah. is. It's when you end the book, you wonder what, what happened next. next? Yeah, yeah, I've made these friends and I'm never going to see them again. <laughs> That's exactly it. Create your own summer stories with Newcastle Libraries through our incredible collections, e-learning resources and summer programs. Find out more at the Newcastle Libraries app or website. Our seventh and final book is Bluebird by Malcolm Knox. So he grew up in Sydney, studied in Sydney and in Scotland, and he's the former literary editor, award-winning cricket writer of the Sydney Morning Herald. His journalism's been published around the world. His first novel, Summerland, was published to great acclaim, and his novels include A Private Man, which is a winner of the Ned Kelly Award for crime writing, The Life, and most recently this book, Bluebird. It's a stunning novel about longing, regret, redemption, the terrible legacy of decades of secrets buried in an Australian beachside suburb. This is a great book for the blokes in your life. That surfing culture, the Australian way, and I think it actually would be great for lots of people. Oh, yeah, yeah I agree. I, one of the reviews that I read that I thought was really interesting was everybody up and down the East Coast that grew up would think, this is my town. <laughs> That's um, really cleverly done. I think it is. I really do. And we've all met people like the characters in this oh, book. Yeah. I grew up a long way from the coast, but have lived in Newcastle for 15 years, and I could see... Newcastle in this book. The characters are so beautifully drawn and some of the characters like they're the archetypal Aussies but they're twisted on their head like the the Aussie surfer is actually a Japanese Australian who only has two sayings and was good surf shit. They were his two <laughs> sayings and the teenage boy who's obsessed with cricket happens to be a gay socially awkward boy so he takes those stereotypes and he twists them a little bit it's really clever remember that you can borrow all of these books from branches of the newcastle libraries or use the newcastle libraries app to download a copy today go to the newcastle libraries website for more information as well newcastle.nsw.gov.au forward slash library forward slash home happy reading thanks for listening to your summer stories from newcastle libraries why not take a dip and a sip, then rate and review us wherever you listen. This has been a Newcastle Libraries Real Production.